The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, it is Tim Miner, and I want to welcome you to the January 24th batch of the Biscuit Podcast. January 24th. I don't know where it's going, uh, but here we are. Uh, you know, January is kind of a funny month, right? I mean, hopefully you got to take a little bit of a break for the holidays and then the month starts with all this promise, you know, you were, we're going to try new things, do new things, turn over new leaves and bad old habits and just generally do everything better than we did it the year before. And round about two and a half weeks in, that seems like a distant, uh, a distant memory, you know, you're back to the grind and all the mundane things that you did the year before, they're right back in front of you. Um, but I'm going to encourage you to push back. Don't do that. You know, January is national creativity month. And yeah, I know those, uh, months of the year and days of the year can be corny, but they can also serve as just little reminders as we are going through the motions and doing the work and, and taking care of life. Sometimes we need something to just trigger us back, make us take a beat, think. Um, and so I'm going to encourage you to, to think today about falling in love with Charlotte and exploring. When you said you wanted to do something new, probably was about a habit, okay? If, if you got a Peloton bike, more power to you. I, I, I didn't. Uh, I have blown all my fitness-related resolutions out. They are not happening. But what I am doing is following through on my commitment to explore the nooks and crannies of Charlotte, to, to just slow down and mindfully look for those incredible creative things that are popping up all over the city, uh, to meet those people that I haven't met before, to peek around corners and just see what's there, to generally have a wanderlust for Charlotte. Uh, be a tourist in your own town is, is such a cliche, but so few of us do it. If you can do anything, find something new in Charlotte. See it with new eyes. And, and I'm willing to bet that you are going to see incredible creativity everywhere you look. Uh, and today is no exception. Uh, you're in for a treat later on uh, when Andy Go, our producer, interviews Sianka, who is one of the brightest talents in the Charlotte music scene right now. I'm um, just an incredible woman with a voice that pulls you in um, and lyrics that, that make you think. Uh, and I got to know Sianka um, or see her for the first time four years ago at the fourth meeting of creative morning, Charlotte. Um, we had started creative mornings, Matt Olin and the volunteer team and I in um, November of 2015. And uh, in February of 2016, um, we had Sianka come and play our event at Lockup Projects. Um, and we were still very new in the process. You know, Matt had an idea from the beginning that he wanted to have live music um, at every event. And I'll be the first one to say, uh, I told him I thought he was nuts. That having live music at 830 in the morning just didn't make sense. But he was right. It just, it has become an incredible tradition to take the audience and transport them 
away from a Friday morning, a business morning, and just into the burgeoning music community in Charlotte. You know, it, it could have been one of those traditions that never really took off because we've got the wrong people. Um, Sianka was among the the first that took the stage, and she was incredible. I still remember um, that morning and just dead silence as people listened to her. Um, and, you know, it was a, a beautiful tradition was was born. Um, and now 51 events in, we still have a live musical performance every month because it's just our privilege to share that, to share a sound that many people haven't heard before with an audience. And, and it's also a responsibility and an obligation, uh, you know, because Charlotte has been telling itself a myth, a story for many years that we don't have a creative community here, that we're bank town, that it's boring. And I'll be honest, I went through my own period where I believe that to be true. Creative mornings kind of woke me up to that. And, and Sianka was one of those people early on that I was like, how did you find her? She's amazing. She's at work in Charlotte. And I remember my next thought, which is also wrong, which was, well, you know, where are we going to go from here? Are there other artists that are, that are going to live up to that? And as amazing as she is, every month we found somebody new that is just incredible in their own right and enthralls the audience and encourages them to learn more, go deeper, find those incredible voices and talents, whether it's in music or visual arts or creative community engagement or placemaking or culinary arts or, or even coding and fintech and other forms of, of creative expression and the use of creative talents at work all over Charlotte. It's never going to end. 51 events in, I feel like we've just scratched the surface. Uh, and that fills me with a lot of hope. And it makes me want to encourage every one of you to go, go explore, let Charlotte surprise you. But it, it does take a commitment to just opening your eyes and seeing new things. Even if it's looking for urban art that's, that's scrawled on the corner of a building or a sticker that's on the back of a stop sign or a busker who's singing in the streets. It's there if you're looking for it, if you take that time and you even have the willingness to just get lost and see a neighborhood you've never seen before. I guarantee you, you'll see Charlotte and yourself differently. And it's our privilege to present that to you every week in the biscuit. And if you have an idea for a story, because Matt and I know a lot about creativity, but we don't know everything. So please be our Sherpas. Tell us a person we should know, a place we should go, an event we should attend. Um, a movement that we need to be moved by. Send that information to us at thebiscuit at charlotteiscreative.com and I promise you we'll dive into it. Every week we are using this podcast and our media channel to take you uh, on an adventure through the creative culture of Charlotte. And we couldn't do that without our incredible sponsors, Ortho Carolina, Crescent Communities, and Four Eyes Web Design. Uh, we are very proud to be members of the Queen City Podcast Network, the first hyper-local podcast network in the United States. Amazing. Um, and so it's a privilege to know and work for all those guys. And then the last thing I was going to say is if you enjoy this podcast and you want to share it with other people, the best thing you could do is go and give us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. 
I know that sounds silly. I know it sounds like an ego boost, but it really does help other people find us and discover us. So reach out, tell us how we're doing. And now you've heard from me plenty. Let's hear from Sianka and Andy Go. Andy, time to get going. Lemonade, lemonade, it's a good day. We're kind of similar with different ways. Cut from the same love, ain't no mistake. Patty, 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 mayonnaise. Lemonade, lemonade. I was born in Smithfield, North Carolina, to be exact. Very, very small town. <laughs> it is about 30 minutes from our, our capital, which is Raleigh. Um, so, yes, yeah, in the 919 Triangle area. So growing up there, what sort of musical influences did you have growing up? Oh, wow. Um, I was raised by my grandparents along with my father, but um, my grandmother was extremely heavy in the church. So 90% of the music that I listened to was gospel. That's the only thing that was on her station in the car. And um but when I was with my father on the weekends, that's when I got introduced to hip hop. Mm. Um, he's someone who grew up in the 80s with Run DMC. He had the Adidas tracksuit and all that. Oh, so nice. um, he has a great um, taste for music and he he definitely appreciates it. So he introduced me to like Tribe Called Quest, Lauren Hill, Sade, Drew Hill, mm. Brandy. I mean, I could go on. He had CDs, like hundreds of CDs of hip hop music and R&B. And I mean, yeah, so basically like gospel and hip hop and R&B. So with those influences growing up, when did you first start writing or performing music? Honestly, I haven't, I didn't really start performing. Um, well, I performed, I'll say I performed in the church. I did a lot of singing and solos in church at the age of six, um, and it was always just church for a long time until when I went off to college. Now I'm kind of like breaking out of that, like Christian home, strict, you know, restrictions and things like that. Now I'm like open to a different world. Um, so I started like, now I will say my first instrument was the drums. So I played the drums for a long time and I went to school for percussion. I went at UNCG. Okay. Um, yeah, I majored in percussion performance. So um Were you in drumline or anything like that? No, it's just more so like like just performance, like symphonies and things like that, like, you know, playing all types of instruments and timpanies. Um but for me when I started to get into like actually performing as a singer, that didn't happen until like after I left college. Um, so I don't know. I just kind of went into the whole R&B thing. What, what sparked this uh, idea that you could be you could make your vote, your voice, your main mm -hmm. instrument? Um, well, my grandmother played a huge part in that. I mean, she always would be like, keep singing, Sianka, keep singing. It's a gift because there was a point where I kind of strayed away from it. I mm -hmm. was just wanted to be behind the scenes and just play drums or keys. So um, I had went to I had gotten into a relationship and kind of went through a kind of, you know, tough relationship. And I went through like a series of depression. I had lost my job. I got laid off. My car had got repossessed, stuff like that. And it kind of sparked in me like one day I just woke up and I was like man I have something to say I have a testimony um of all the things that I've experienced in my childhood or just up until this point and I just started researching and looking for studios and I was in Greensboro at the time I was looking for studios I was like I gotta, I gotta find somewhere to record so basically like I mean just a, a hard time of my life kind of sparked it yeah 
at first I was going by my like first legal name. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I just thought it was unique. But then like, um, and my first name is Don Shakaria for anybody who doesn't know. <laughs> so um, I was going by that name at first because I was like, you know, I wanted to honor my mother mm-hmm. and go by that name. But um, I was like, no, that's too long. That's too long. So then I decided to go by Sianka because it was just very short and, and right to the point. It was my middle name and I never kind of used it. Um, so I was just going by Sianka and I did I did did produce Beat Badu. That was my first song that I produced. Mm-hmm. And um, at that point, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I just want to do music. I want to just keep going. And my producer, um, LaFell, he was the one that kind of kept pushing me, like, you should just do an EP, like something small. And I was like, no, because like I always felt like the industry is music was so saturated, like everybody desired to be an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just like, no, it's not enough room. It's too much competition. He was like, no, I think you should do it. So we kind of recorded in his um in his his apartment like I recorded the Isle of Queens in his whole apartment wow um and we just bounced off each other I would come over like you know two or three times out the week and then we just released it and it just kind of get a lot of buzz on SoundCloud mm-hmm. um and it was just like shocking me I remember one day I woke up and I had like 8,000 plays on Recipe um which is also produced by Tiffany Goucher um, Tiffany Goucher is a well-known producer in the game. She does a lot of stuff with Layla Hathaway. So, um, yeah, it just blew my mind. I was like, wow, I really should do this. So that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to be serious about it. I'm going to do it for real. How do you view Charlotte as a home base for your music? I'm kind of torn, um, just being transparent. But at the same time, I still love it here um, because... The great thing about the world today is just how things you don't really have to live in L.A. or New York to, to actually emerge in the music industry. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a living example of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've been in offices. I've been to Rock Nation. I've been in Atlanta Records. So um, for me, you know, I try to think beyond Charlotte because I'm like, if I can continue to think beyond Charlotte and we keep emerging, um, when I do get up there to the top, just like the baby's doing, I can come back and bring those resources here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of kind of how I look at it. So um, With, tell me about the background behind this EP and and why you decided to record a three song EP. Hmm. Well, my first EP, the Isle of Queens, that was me showing you Sianka, the, the artist or seeing like, who is that new girl on the block? That's me kind of introducing you to who I am with that style. I'm saying home is me introducing you to Sianka, the person, um, where I come from, my background, my traumatic experiences. So me and my manager, because it's just literally me and my manager, (laughs) um, we kind of sat down and planned it out. You know, she was like, I think you need to open up more to your fans. And I'm like, I should, because I'm a very private person. Um, I've always been that way. And, um, Yeah. So we kind of like researched like, all right, who's going to produce it? You know, what type of sound? So we kind of looked on the market like, okay, we're shopping around. And I linked up with this guy named Groove um, and he's from Durham. So he's from the 919. So I'm already excited. And he's done a lot of work with Smino, Earth Gain. Mm. Um, 
he produced sacrifices off of the revenge of the dreamers so linked up with him we chatted up he was like i'm a huge fan um then we kind of went from there so i got some beats from him you know we kind of exchanged and got acquainted so um the reason why i made it so short is because it was just kind of like a I need to put more music out. <laughs> I ain't put nothing out since 2017. So um, I was like, I want to put something out, but I don't want to put a loud out because mm-hmm. right now I'm planning for an album. Um, so it was just something to keep my fans engaged. I'm very short to the point. I mean, I'm a very direct person. So yeah, we kind of planned it out. And the title came from a drunk night during CIAA. Um, I was going to say, there's a little inside <laughs> joke, isn't there, yeah. to the title of the album? Yeah. Well, yeah, tell us about that joke. Yeah, so um, we were, we were, um, I had just got back from Facebook. I had performed at Facebook headquarters in San Francisco. And um, we just got the flight. And we were like, let's go, you know, we're going to go home. But we were like, no, it's CIAA. Let's just go out. Let's keep, we, I just, we just left Facebook. Keep, keep the let's party keep, going. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's, let's celebrate. So we were like, all right. So we went to Epic Center. I forgot the name of the club we went to. We went out, got crazy drunk. Like people were buying us <laughs> drinks. I was like, wow, this is like my birthday. So, um, and then we're on the way back. We're in the Uber car and me and my friends and we're just talking and we're kind of like, talking about the Solange album. And we're like, man, that album is so fire, man. I think it's called When I Get Home. And then my friend, she just randomly says, oh, man, when I get home, I'm staying home. <laughs> and then like me, me, me and my manager looked at each other like, that's it. That's the name of the EP. Because we, because basically everything that I'm talking about on the album is related to like my homegrown mm-hmm. and where I grew up at. It is. So I was like, that's perfect because it's just so much that's packaged in that statement of I'm saying home where home is where my heart is home. You know, it's so much turmoil in the world. You know, it's not even safe to go outside anymore. It's like I want to be at home like home is healing when I want to. If I'm feeling overwhelmed in Charlotte some days, I'll just impulsively drive back to Smithfield and be around my family. So, um, yeah, it was just perfect timing. And I was like, that's it. Standing at the door With your hand out Alright, let's go into the first track then uh, Katina Brother On my last Cigarette So, who, who is Katina? Katina is my mother um, My mother was killed by a drunk driver When I was two years old So, um, and my father was in the army at the time he was in Korea, so he couldn't get custody of me that my grandparents took me in. So that is my mother. And then Katina's brother. That's of course my uncle. Yeah. Do you have any memories of your mother? None whatsoever. Only thing I have is pictures. Um, and it's cool because, um, family members have you know random family members always like giving me things of hers like hidden treasures all the time because um when i was six our house caught on fire Mm. and we lost everything Mm. so pictures of her videos wiped out (laughs) i'm so sorry yeah so it's like oh i hate that so like when family comes to me and gives me things i'm like oh my god it's like another piece of puzzle to me so um 
but yeah. So you you don't have any memories of your mother, obviously don't have any interactions. What in the years since now that you're an adult, what does your mom come to represent to you? Mm. I don't know. I feel like she just means everything to me. Like she represents a strong black woman. She represents empowerment. Like she's the reason why I'm here and I have to continue to honor her in every way. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. I think, I mean, I would be lying if I said I don't think about those. Like, man, I wonder if she did this or I wonder if she did that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. She just represents everything to me. 1991, The inspiration, it's always been on my heart. My, Me and my uncle's relationship has always been strenuous. Um... He suffered from a lot of addictions, you know, gambling. He stole, for, he's stealing money from me. And it's crazy because, like, when she passed, he wasn't like that. He was, like, you know, a star football player, you know. He, and also, he was in the car accident with her. So, he's the last oh, person goodness. that saw her alive. So, um, I'm looking to him, like, you know. You're my hero. You're the closest thing to my mother. So we had a great relationship. I looked up to him. But then as he got older, he started to get into drugs and just kind of lost his way. And um, after my grandmother passed, our relationship got like really, really strenuous. And um, yeah, that song is just me basically saying or just venting how hurt I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like how you've kind of I, I miss my hero You know what I'm saying So Yeah Cause I mean The lyrics are Standing at the door With your hand out I'm low I need more I'm on my last dime So that's just Basically me saying Like he only comes around When he needs something Or It's like uh. Yeah those type of situations We I, I never I haven't heard from him In two years Okay So Yeah So you think he's even Heard that song Not at all Yeah Not at all Mm. Let's go on to the next song, though, which is Patty Mayonnaise. And to me, this song is, I mean, it. I, I, this is one of my top three songs of mm. last year, no doubt, because to me, it's almost like a perfect pop hook. <laughs> like the melody uh, during your hook is just like it's the most get in your head, uh -huh. but in a good way, not like right. a Backstreet Boys right. kind of way, but like in a good like, oh, that, that melody is just so smooth and it just right. bounces up and down. The playoff of the words is mm -hmm. great. Um, I just thought this was one of my favorite songs of the year. Harvey Cummings is on piano here. does a uh, uh, secondary character in a 1990s Nickelodeon cartoon <laughs> show why does that represent Sianka oh my goodness in so many ways um, I feel like I am the real version of Patty Benes so to see the background behind that um, and Groove produced this song um, 
I'm a huge, huge Nickelodeon fan. I love nostalgic things. I love the 90s. I used to tell my dad all the time, I wish I grew up in the 90s <laughs> because I don't know. It's it's so much substance back back then. It's so much subliminal things and stories. Um, but Doug was one of my favorite shows. And majority of the time, people do like the main character, but I'm different. I don't draw what everybody does. Patty was my favorite character and um, she just represents me. So one night um, I'm watching the episode and I'm just like, I'm just want to look up more background behind her and I'm looking up the information and I'm reading about it. And it says, you know, Patty Manet, she's from Bluffington, um, mom, dad. And it says beside her mom in parentheses died in a car accident. Hmm. And I was like, that's so creepy. My mom died in a car accident. Then I'm keep reading and it's like, oh, she played basketball. So basically I'm reading the facts about, you know, the character of Patty Renes. And um, yeah, I just was like, wow, like this is like so creepy, like to the point where I feel like I'm like her. Hmm. But it's like she's a cartoon version of me. So I decided to play on it and just write about it. Like I felt like it was a sign. And right. I, I couldn't ignore it. Talk about working with Harvey Cummings on this one. Harvey's obviously a prolific musician here in town, does a lot of great stuff. How did he get involved in that record? So um, that was never planned for him to be on it. The thing that happened was that there was an original sample piano that somebody had already did that was on it, but it had crashed. It was a wave mm. foul. So um, this was like... 72 hours before that I think no like a week before that album was about to come out I'm like so we're uh, oh, like okay. what am I gonna do and my producer uh, Groove you know he had a lot going on so I was like okay boom let me who can I call to replay this part mm -hmm. and um, he's the first person that came to mind I hit him up I was like man it's an emergency I need you to replay this song this part in this song the piano part and he sent it back to me like two hours wow so yeah So let's go on to the last song on the EP called Home. This song is really, uh, it, it, it gives me this dream pop feel, you know, it's so atmospheric and, um, you know, kind of spacey and, and, and uh, you know, the drums um, kind of move the song along like that. So tell me about Home and um, tell me about the lyrics in Home because it seems like you are almost a little nostalgic in this song, mm -hmm. or maybe not nostalgic, maybe reflective, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, wondering about what home means to you right. and what your place is in, in, in your home. I decided to, to make that the title called Home because I was like, okay, this is kind of like the finish finale of the EP. Um, and we're going to bring it all home, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's crazy because um, Groove produced that one as well. I was really, really stuck on that song for a minute. I could not find the lyrics. Mm -hmm. 
And it was just challenging me so much to the point where I was telling my manager, let's just switch it out for something else. She was like, no, no, this is the perfect third song. Um, So I was like, what am I going to do? I can't think of anything to write about or the melody. I was really stumped on the melody because there's a lot of melodic transitions within the song. Yeah. Um, Something very new for me as an artist. Um, So, yeah, it was a little challenging. So I was like, okay. I'm going to bring some other songwriters in. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I try to mimic a lot of artists that's already in the industry, like Beyonce. She'll bring in whoever she needs to bring in to get the job done. So I called up some homies. I called up my friend, Brandon Sutton. He's an artist out of Charlotte as well. Um, And Emily Sage, I called. Okay. So I sat down with them and Brandon... Me and him kind of bounce all back off each other. And it basically boiled down to, you know, I told them what I wanted to convey. I was like, this is what I want to say, blah, blah, blah. And then they wrote the song collectively. I didn't write any part hmm. of that song. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Emily wrote the hook and Brandon wrote the the verses of the song. And now what about that concept about finding your place uh, or finding what home means to you? What do you think that that song tries to say about that self-discovery? Um, just staying true to yourself um, and your roots, where you come from. That's what, um, it just was a reassurance to me um, to, you know, cause I have been majority of my family is in the Raleigh area. Like I said, I'm the only one up here and they be missing me sometimes, you know, they like, you know, you come home more, you know, distance. Cause I'm already told them like, I'm thinking about moving to LA. I'm thinking about moving to New York. Um, but it was just basically, it's just a, it's just a reassurance and reminder to never, never forget where you come from. Um, cause those are the people that made me who I am today. So our listeners find out more about Sianka. You can find out by following me on all social platforms. Um, it is C-Y-A-N-C-A dot is that's Sianka dot is on Instagram as well as Twitter. You can find me at I am Sianka on Facebook um, and both of my projects. I'm staying home in the Isle of Queens is available on all streaming platforms. So fantastic stuff. Sianka, one of the hottest R&B stars here in Charlotte, North Carolina in 2020. Looking for big things coming out of you uh, this year. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to Sianka for speaking with us. And of course, thank you, the listener, for tuning in to the Biscuit CLT podcast. That's all the time we have for today's episode of The Biscuit. Remember to subscribe to The Biscuit CLT podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review so that other creative charlatans can hear about us. Or better yet, just tell your friends. Call or text us at 704-835-0193 and leave us a 30-second message with your questions about creativity in the Queen City. 
we'll use the best messages on a future episode of the Biscuit CLT podcast. Finally, get the scoop on Charlotte's creative scene delivered straight to your inbox every week by subscribing to the Biscuit email newsletter. Do that now at BiscuitCLT.com. The Biscuit CLT podcast is produced by Tim Miner, Matt Olin, and Andy Goh. Music by Harvey Cummings. Music.